Have you ever wished you could just bottle up this podcast and be able to reference your favorite nuggets whenever you need them? That's exactly why I wrote Parenting with Pride. It's filled with all of the stories, tools, and wisdom of Just Breathe, plus so much more. I cannot wait to get this book to you, and it will be available to ship on May 14th. But you can pre-order it now on your favorite online bookstore or click the link in the show notes. If you have a favorite independent bookstore nearby, ask them to order it. It is perfect for their Pride Month campaign. As much as I love bringing you this podcast, this book, Parenting with Pride, Unlearn Bias and Embrace, Empower and Love Your LGBTQ Teen is next level. Part instruction manual, part warm hug. It is what every parent, ally and open-minded curious listener needs. Order it today. Welcome back to Just Breathe. I am so happy you are here. Every so often I get a little run down and begin to wonder why I'm doing all of this. Whether it's the news of the day or the frustration from the business side of building a business that's led by passion. I have a feeling most of you can completely relate to that. So a few weeks back, maybe a few months back, a friend made the following suggestion to me. And what she suggested is that whenever I'm feeling defeated or just worn down to read the reviews of my podcast and the testimonials from people who I've worked with and done different speaking engagements for to remind me and connect me with my why, with my purpose. So I tried it. And honestly, to my surprise, it worked. I did not, I was not sure if if it would. So each time since then that I've read through the kind thoughts, I found that I almost instantly began to relax and to breathe (laughs) and to have that, ah, yes, moment, that reminder moment. And I know, I know that confidence is supposed to come from within, not without, but I think this is a both and situation. So when I was starting to do today's episode, I thought I would begin to take this one step further and begin reading one review during the intro to every show. I really want each of you to know how grateful I am for you and how integral you are to everything that I do. So to make it just a little bit more fun, if I read your review, DM me or email me, and I will email you a free copy of the ebook, The Language of LGBTQIA+. So here is today's lovely review. This is a safe space to be and learn. This podcast is a great place to educate myself, and it's a warm, safe space to be in the world. At a time when the world feels unsafe and out of control, 
Listening to Heather and her guests helps me feel connected to the strongest part of all of us, love. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And spread the word. (laughs) Just thank you. So moving on to today's episode, my guest today is a truly lovely human being. A mutual acquaintance connected us about a year ago, and from the moment we first talked, we had this really beautiful connection and ease of conversation. Isn't it so wonderful when you meet people like this, the ones who just restore your faith in humanity? So as Maureen and I talked, we learned of all the ways our lives and interests intersected. Maureen launched her podcast, Mystical Sisterhood a few months ago, and I had the honor of being a guest just a few weeks ago. And in the show notes, I have a link so you can listen to that talk as well. So who is Maureen Spielman? Well, she is a conscious life coach who was trained by Dr. Shafali's Conscious Parenting Institute and Susie Lula's Soul Care Certification and Mastery Programs. Maureen is passionate about supporting individuals and families on the journey of finding their true, authentic selves and purpose. She guides and supports people in looking at how their pasts inform their present, understanding their emotional landscape, and learning to apply self-compassion to the hurting parts, amongst other methods. Through experiential processes and learning to be in the present moment as much as possible, her clients experience transformation within, and it positively impacts their outer relationships. In addition to founding the Mystical Sisterhood podcast, she also has a community by the same name built on joy and healing and connection. I'm delighted to share our conversation with you. Welcome to Just Breathe, Parenting Your LGBTQ Teen, the podcast transforming the conversation around loving and raising an LGBTQ child. My name is Heather Hester, and I am so grateful you are here. I want you to take a deep breath and know that for the time we are together, you are in the safety of the Just Breathe nest. Whether today's show is an amazing guest or me sharing stories, resources, strategies, or lessons I've learned along our journey, I want you to feel like we're just hanging out at a coffee shop having a cozy chat. Most of all, I want you to remember that wherever you are on this journey, right now, in this moment in time, you are not alone. Maureen, thank you so much for being with us here today. I am really excited to have this conversation with you and just to have you share your really beautiful story and share with everyone what it is that you do, because I think that everyone listening will really be interested. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today, Heather. Well, I'm a conscious parenting coach. I often call myself a conscious life coach because I think 
most of the skills in parenting pertain to our life as well. Um, we can use them as overall life skills. And I got into the field just a few years ago, but after I'd say a long period of time, my, my former career was speech language pathologist. And, you know, I worked in uh, children's hospitals and outpatient centers, helping kids with speech and language. And then I took many years off to raise my own three children. And when I went back to work, I thought, what do I really want to do? And I went down the coaching path, tried a couple programs, and they weren't really speaking to me yet. And then I found Dr. Shafali Sabari's Conscious Parenting Institute. And I knew that it was for me. It was just going to be perfect for me and spent almost half a year in the virtual classroom list, or learning from Dr. Shafali. And so she's been my teacher in terms of the conscious parenting and then just going down the path of soul care coaching and just diving deeper all the time into how we can form intimate connections with ourselves in order to really serve and support the people around us too. But just this idea that even though this is called conscious parenting, that it really begins it looking inward and taking care of ourselves and meeting our own needs first. So that's kind of how I got started. And I just love the work. And I think it's a great partner for what you, you know, your work is. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. And I think that's such a, it, it's hard. I'm watching because we're both smiling as you say that, because we know how hard it is to make a, a conscious effort to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm wondering if we could actually talk about that a little bit before we talk about the parenting piece, because I think that often, especially if we're in any kind of crisis with our kids or our families or ourselves, it's very difficult to kind of stop and pull ourselves out of that and think, okay, what do I need to do first? Like, how do, how do I care for myself so that I can then care for those around me and be more calm in this, mm. this crisis or whatever yeah. is going on? Yeah, I hear you. And it's so, so important as we all know, and, and time is limited. We feel stressed. And so sometimes it's even hard to find the time. But I think first I'll say that the way that I think I used to think of self-care was along the lines of, and this, and this is certainly is, but being able to have a few moments alone or take a walk or be with a friend or just any kind of a walk in nature, let's say. And those are really self-care principles for sure. And what I've learned through the work is that it's a process. When I sit down with a client and they come to me sort of uh, bearing all, like these are all the things that are going on, I start to focus in on really a lot of emotional self-care. And so what that sort of looks like, it's, it's I, I'm going to just say a little bit about it and it's going to say, well, that doesn't seem like I can you know manage that. But what it is, it's a process that you can pull tools out of. But it's based on the premise that our emotions are here for us. So when we're feeling all the feels and whether if it's the anger, the frustration, the sadness, the overwhelm, the resentment, the just, just flat out fatigue sometimes, 
it's all there for us. And, you know, my teacher, Susie Lula, she, she has a class called the emotional messenger system. And it's the basis for a lot of what I talk about. And it's that, yeah, those emotions are here for you. And they're, but they're not just, I think when we were young, and this is the part of conscious parenting where our lineage does come in, how we were parented and mm-hmm. therefore like, how do we show up with a child in front of us? There is sort of like a, a, there's a deconstructing of a lot of that, but just in terms of our emotional worlds, like learning that our bodies are this intelligence system. And so what's coming up for us is here for us to take a look at and say, thank you for being here. And it's signaling you to something that's underneath. So there's some unmet need. And I think that that's such a part of the self-care is like, what, what, what is really my unmet need here in my anger? Am I feeling, you know, disconnected? Am I feeling I'm like, I'm not being heard. I'm not being seen. That's an emotional, that's an emotional need. Anxiety. I feel uncertain about it. I I need to connect with somebody. So there's this like whole learning process, like when I do my work, but just in, you know, just in general, just for the listeners to know, Everything that's coming to you is material for you. That's actually kind of like gold. It's like a, it's like, it's a gift and it doesn't feel like it in the moment, but it's there to, you know, unlayer. I don't want to say unwrap because sometimes it doesn't feel like a gift, but to unlayer (laughs) and say like, what do I need? Because so often as parents too, especially if it's like a crisis, we just go to the side. We just, you know, we're the last person we take care of. I'm sure you've addressed that before. And so, you know, creating this quiet space for this kind of introspection. And then, you know, the work too is learning to replace the voices that may have been judgmental or we had an underlying shame and just Mm -hmm. replace that with a newer sort of upgraded, compassionate way of being with ourselves. Because, you know, we've all been indoctrinated into the ways in which we're not enough, or we did something wrong, or we didn't show up for our child in the right way. And then those voices can really take us down. So a retraining of coming to ourselves, self-care with compassion. Right. Because that so easily loops if you're not aware, Mm -hmm. and it just becomes the messaging that is constantly rolling in your subconscious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I think one of the, one of the first things I remember learning this, and I think this is so common, especially for parents who are of our age group, um, the, the Gen Xers out there that we were never kind of, we were never taught to be self-aware. Right. To, to, to look inward for an answer, right? Mm-hmm. It was always looking out outside of us. There's got to be the answer out there. If even if we slowed down to do that, but oftentimes we didn't slow down for even that. So I think I, what I love so much about, about your work and about what you're talking about is this whole, it's such a great tool of being self-aware, of being aware of your emotions and not being afraid of them. Because I think that's the other thing is that 
any emotion that is perceived to be a negative emotion like fear or anger or overwhelm is just go away, right? Like that's the instant, like, I just don't want to feel that. So you don't feel it. But I love that, you know, you're talking about leaning into that really, right? Like taking that deep breath and being like, okay, okay, anger. Yeah. Why are you here? What are you trying to tell me? What am I, what do I need mm-hmm. to learn? That's hard. That's really it is hard. hard. Yeah. And when you're sharing, I'm thinking of, you know, when we have that, the, when our, the world around us seems like it's falling apart, that taking, it's so essential for us to take up space during that time. I don't know if you found that for yourself oh and it's one of the hardest things to do. And it reminds me too, just a, Uh, like the smallest tool of self-care is related to just what you said. Like I need a time out myself and Mm -hmm. just to remove, if there's a situation that's escalating and it is calling to be diffused in some way, sometimes Mm -hmm. walking away and saying, I need that, you know, time to myself and mom's going to, you know what, a model self-care too. I think if we can say we need space for ourselves. I need a minute. Yeah. That was one of the best lessons that I learned that it, not only to do that for myself, but that it was okay to do that. Yeah. Like not only mm-hmm. okay, but like encouraged, right? That when you're in those moments to be like, you know what? I just, instead of trying to find the perfect response or not having the perfect response and flying off the handle, right? right. So yeah. to when you're in those moments, just to be like, I need five minutes. Yeah. Let me, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. whether it's walk away, go lock yourself in the bathroom for a minute, go scream in a pillow, go right. take a quick walk around the block, yeah. right? Whatever it is, whatever you need, but to do that, because then that also allows, whether it's your child or your partner or whomever, then the space to take a breath. Mm-hmm. I'm remembering a time, even when one of my children was young and being in the car with them, they were like a little, like probably five or six and they were screaming and you're, I was so like uh supercharged and probably put into fight or flight and me just being in the car and screaming my head off and mm-hmm. not knowing, like remembering at that time in my life, I, I had no tools. I had nothing. I had no... Right. And that's where, you know, we do take a look at like, oh, how, how did I grow up? Well, I grew up really suppressed. I grew up more authoritative, more disciplinarian household, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, and, and I knew that I greatly wanted to change it, but I didn't have any way to kind of learn how to deal with the emotions. And I think I had a therapist, but I think with the parenting stuff, it's just so hard. We can name it. It's really hard. And there's so many components to it. And even though the things we're saying may seem like low hanging fruit, simple, they're really big in terms of that awareness and taking the initial steps to say, I'm going to step out and take care of myself. And it's going to, as you build upon that, that's where it has that positive ripple effect, I think. And we all start Mm -hmm. somewhere. I mean, and, and I think where, Mm -hmm. you know, your listeners all, all parents where we find ourselves at is just where we're supposed to be. And if we can honor and bless that and just know that that's fine. I think that there's 
part of this work. It's just like, hey, let's let's make an agreement that we're going to take away as much as possible the self-judgment and the self, you know, any sort of blame. Because it's not, like I said, it's not the easiest to be a parent. <laughs> no, no, my gosh. And this is not... I mean, one of my bigger things is this is not about shooting on yourself mm -hmm. or, you know, looking back and being like, oh, I should have done these 12 things. And I am such a bad yes. parent for right. Bad parent, like just the shaming and the revisionist. And, yeah. Like going yes. back, I should have back then. What if I would have, that's all would have turned out differently. Right. Oh my goodness. I mean, and that does absolutely no good. In fact, it does harm. So being able to be gentle mm -hmm. and, and just start today. Right? Yeah. One small thing today, one positive thing that you can do for yourself today. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just the, the past is the past and it, it is, it informs us, mm -hmm. but we don't have to be defined by it. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I think that that is just, it's, while it does seem like this is a small and simple thing, I also think it's, it is hard because when you do first step into the whole idea of being aware mm -hmm. of yourself and your needs, that's hard. It is. And I, and I, what's coming to mind too, is that sometimes we have to put down the stories that we have. And they can be the stories about how we show up as parents. And if, if we don't show up in a certain way, then they're not going to listen. Or, you know, sometimes we take a look at that. They might be stories about our child. Well, they've always been like this, or this is how they're showing up in the relationship. But I'm a big believer that when we get to the basics of, we all want to be connected with our children. We all, that's at the basis. We all want that. They want that with us. And yes. so, you know, how can we kind of come together and meet in the middle? So we both feel heard and we both mm -hmm. feel seen, but I, the underlying, really the biggest cornerstone of the conscious parenting is connection. And, right. and it's, um, we were talking about that a little bit before we started, but that, um, I think there is a lot of with Dr. Shafali's work for sure, but a present moment awareness and, you know, it's not that mm -hmm. like, oh, you need to be a big meditator. You need to know exactly what that means or how to be in the present moment. However, it is calling us to be present and, you know, really um, like different kind of principles of conscious parenting around are around um, non-hierarchical. We were, most of us were cultured where the parent was the hierarchy, definitely the generation before that. And there was, I think there was in the ethers, there was a lot of like, oh, you can't be friends with your children. Like there's all these kind of things put on it. But right. I mean, but does your child wanting to be connected to you? Could that look mm -hmm. like being friends? Probably. And is that a bad thing? Probably not. <laughs> so, but I was going to say too, and I know it's, it's a nuts and bolts of your work is just like that child in front of you is a, their own sovereign being. They are in their unique spirit and getting, I, I think at the end of the day, it's just, we all want to be honored for who we truly are. And I think going down the conscious parenting and, and the work you're doing too, so parallel is the beauty of it is your child gets to 
you know, be exalted in the process, but so do you. So do you. I think that it's that journey of self-discovery that it's almost a gift that's for ourselves as much as it is for them. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And I think too, I mean, what I have seen and, and my kids, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen the same thing. They see it, they realize, and now they're, you know, all old enough. You know, my old one, oldest ones for sure will comment on just the growth that's occurred. Right. And do you remember 10 years ago, you would have done this, but now you do this, you know, <laughs> right? Yes. And that's humbling. And also it's awesome and humbling at the same time. Right. But it is such a, the, the way that it shifts your relationship and that the connection into something that is so much more authentic. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also gives you that permission, just both of you to just be human. Because I think a lot of what we've done to ourselves, and again, is something we've learned from prior generations, is that the parent is supposed to be perfect. We're not supposed to make mistakes. We're not, you know, yeah. here are all the list of rules for being a parent, right? Well, and no who. one ever really taught us anything necessarily around parenting. So we're all, you know, it's all by modeling whatever we saw. And I just think that where we are in, you know, this time in history there's mm -hmm. so much that's being called to be, to let's go back and look at it. Is there a, a better way? Is there, a, you know, a more upgraded way? And especially today, we see a lot of kids requiring, you know, they need more from us right now, but it's, it's re it's rewriting the rules. It's, it's kind of going back and allowing ourselves to question, is this really working for me anymore? Right, right. Yeah. And I also think the fact that, and I'm sure this is, you know, very debatable and there are a lot of different ways to look at this, but one thing that I do hear so much and people question is, you know, why are, you know, specific to my work, why are kids coming out earlier? Why does this seem like it's such a bigger thing now? Um, and you could say that about a lot of different, different things, right? But I don't think it's that any more kids are coming out now than were perhaps 30 years ago. It's just, it's in a lot of places, in some places and in some homes, it is much more safe, right? And just as far as the media they're consuming, it is more modeled for them, right? They, they see or they're starting to see representation. So there is that, that model where they are feeling like, oh, okay. So it's not that it's anymore. It's yeah. just, mm -hmm. right. That's, um, that's and, beautiful. Yeah. And it, and it, it asks us, you know, we have, it gives us the option of, you know, making that shift into parenting more consciously of being more aware of this human being who is completely separate mm -hmm. from us, right? Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. are here to like get them safely to flown. Right? Yes. Yes. And I, I don't know if you were speaking, I feel like you spoke to it in one of the podcasts, but this whole idea and Dr. Shafali, she can just riff on this one, but that, you know, we had a fantasy about what parenting was going to be and gosh, mm -hmm. maybe even childbirth, but certainly marriage, <laughs> right? right? And that it was all this fantasy and the white dress and the, and whatever it was for people and like the happily ever after, or that your child's going to do all these things. But mm -hmm. then we start going down the path and, and that's really not how life is. And that, that's okay. We were just 
my mom always used to say we were sold a bill of goods. <laughs> so, it's an <laughs> older saying, but I, I, I always think that because, right, it's we never know what's around the corner and we can't always be prepared. But like we're saying, the more self-care, the more we do this work, the better we're going to come to it, the better right. prepared we're going to be. That That is true, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think to the, the whole being present thing, I, I do, I know that the people find that to be difficult just in, in general, right? That is a difficult because we're going in a million directions all the time. That that is something that our present world makes it very difficult for us to remain present in the moment. But the thing that I have found to be very helpful for me, and that has been helpful for clients of mine is the work around validating, because that requires you to really stay present and listen and to respond in a way that's not just repeating, but really understanding what's going on. Um, So that's been a huge, an incredibly helpful tool for me in a million ways, but um, definitely to being present. I love it because um, the validating is, is, such a skill of listening to what someone has to say and then repeating back what you're hearing is I think what I understand. And, and the predecessor to, yeah. for that for me is always that sacred listening. So letting go my agenda and what I need to get from somebody and just create an open space with no, it, it doesn't matter if nothing comes, but that's the safety you're talking about, right? right if they can enter right. in and have space held for them around just like, oh, wait, she doesn't want anything from me. Dad doesn't need anything from me. It begins to transform. And that's what I was saying about it doesn't happen overnight. We know that. There's a lot of deposits in the bank. But if we can be in the place, and you're such a a mentor for people around this, that it's going to be okay. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to like hold that space for you and hold that. And I'm not saying it's not going to be without it's really uncomfortable times but I'm going to hold that space for you. Right. Yes, exactly. And just, and I think holding space for that being uncomfortable, like that's hard and you can do it. Right. I I was thinking about it just this week, actually. I, I'm, we all continue to shift and grow and, and I have some shifting that I can feel going on right now for me. And it is incredibly uncomfortable. And I keep, just like sitting through it. And I'm like, Uh, okay, (laughs) here it is. (laughs) Like just, you know, doing, doing the breathing, doing, you know, the things that I know work for me. And now that I understand what's going on, I think that's, you know, half of it too, is understanding what's going on when you're like uncomfortable and you're like, what is this? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I know, and, and, you know, are there parts of you now or your former self that like, I know for me, one of my distractions to not feel the feelings, to call people and just stay busy because we've got, you know, people have different kind of numbing out ways that they can avoid the feelings. But mm-hmm. when you truly, when I, when I truly have those moments and I'll go and just like sit in a chair in my front room or just try to just be with it, it's uncomfortable because for most of us, we've been putting that stuff down. And so, oh, yeah. um, yeah, it's a, it's a process, but even 
even if it can be 30 seconds, right? Or like just right. becoming more aware. Cause like you're saying, you're that's self-care. That that's even being in the discomfort, that's taking care of what your needs are. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's such a it is such a gift to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And to not feel shame around taking care of yeah. yourself. Yeah. Because there's that whole piece too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, that's how I, one of my biggest things that I just want everyone to know is to you know, take that time. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely 100% worth it. Yeah. And, and it, the dividends are you know, endless. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so, just... I think about you and your community that you're building that's been building for a while and just leaning into the support and listen, listen. I really feel like that. Listen to the messages, listen to what you want to surround yourself with. Right. Right. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. So important because it is so easy to get caught up in the negative messaging that is very loud right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. and can be discouraging at, at the least. Right. Yeah. So I know. And I'm just to add, I remember years ago, someone told me I had gone through a health journey and they said, why don't people, instead of saying this diagnosis prognosis, why don't they say like name of the diagnosis plus success stories? So it just reminded me of like, that's like almost where the first with a medical thing, it's always like, oh, what, what's the worst case scenario? And it's like, let's reach for the best case scenario. What, what could this look like? And I just always remember that because that is, and I, I've seen others after me do that. And it's like, no, 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 stay away from that. Just, we want to, we want to find you the resources that are the most you know, resourceful, replenishing, nourishing, and that are just going to support you. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Neither one of us want to be the WebMD of what we do. No. (laughs) No. My daughter is a big WebMD and I'm like, stop going on there because it literally will tell you the 10 ways you're going to die from like pink eye or so, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I've got some good ones too. Oh my goodness. So I would love to talk really quickly about really how people can, I know you're doing some just amazing things, first of all, with your podcast, and then second of all, with your business. And I would love for everyone to to know how they can find you. Yeah, thank you. Well, I, I have my Maureen Spielman coaching business where I do one-on-one coaching and that's a great joy of mine. I, you can find me at maureenspielman.com on Instagram at Maureen Spielman. You are an inspiration. You are the one of the first people that was came into my world. We didn't know each other at all. When mm-hmm. I thought about starting a podcast, it's called Mystical Sisterhood. Just began it in January. And you know, if your listeners want to tap into that, it's the premise of it is joy, healing, and community. And mm-hmm. so- my vision is just pulling in a lot of different healers, intuitives, and courageous souls that are doing the work. And we've got a few, I think two in particular episodes on parenting so far, 
one on parenting your adult children and one in really attuning to your children that I highly recommend. But um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. And that's Mystical Sisterhood on all podcast platforms. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. You have done such an amazing job with it. And especially for just putting it out there in the world. I mean, not bumpy at all. So (laughs) just, I highly, highly recommend it. And all of this information will be in my show notes and out on social media and all of that. So Uh, thank you. We'll all be able to find Maureen and just, oh, I do as you add different podcasts to your, your playlist, definitely add Maureen's because Mm, thank you. That's a good one. It's It's just, you know, sometimes you need one that's like just fills your soul and that's, that's what it is. So thanks. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. I really, so glad we got to do this and I loved, loved chatting with you. Yes. Thank you, Heather. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful for a rating or a review. Click on the link in the show notes or go to my website, chrysalismama.com to stay up to date on my latest resources, as well as to learn how you can work with me. Please share this podcast with anyone who needs to know that they are not alone. And remember to just breathe. Until next time. Does the thought of using pronouns respectfully or understanding certain terms in conversation make your palms sweat a little? No one likes that deer in headlights moment. So many of you have emailed me with questions on this topic, so I thought I'd put together a free guide so you can have all of this info just a click away. Pronouns Made Easy covers pronouns, of course but also includes information on some of the most common confusing words and concepts, as well as a list of timely resources. Who can say no to a free lifeline, right? Just click on the link in the show notes or on the gorgeous graphic on the Chrysalis Mama homepage and a free copy of Pronouns Made Easy and a huge sigh of relief will land in your inbox.